You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about the big three issues in marriage, part three, intimacy. And by intimacy here, I mean sex. We're going to be talking about facts, what you need to do to communicate better, and then I'm going to give you tips so that you guys can have a better intimate life. I really have been waiting for this episode because I know that this is probably the unspoken topic for a lot of you, not only on the airwaves, but even within your own bedroom. So we're going to talk about it today, and we're going to talk about it with ethics and kindness, but we're going to talk about it and give you some tips. I'm excited to let you know a couple things. One of them is that we're going to be doing a series of Summer of Love podcast contests. Yay! So I love contests. It just makes me smile as a seven. And I know it makes you smile because you win things. So it's a win-win for all of us. And it's going to be mainly over you guys getting a chance to win my R&R marriage series books or a 30-minute question feedback session with me because sometimes I offer questions in public and you don't want to share them, but you have a longer question with me. So this is your opportunity. Even if you don't want to sign up with coaching, you could actually ask your question in a private 30-minute session with me, or you can just get the set of R&R relationship workbooks for you and your spouse to work on together. The other thing I wanted to mention is a great podcast I want to recommend to you guys. And you guys are probably like this too, but if I'm going to vouch for anybody else, I have to believe in them and I then get really excited about it. So that's another win-win. And Kendra Swalls has the Girl Means Business podcast. It's a weekly podcast hosted by former teacher turned entrepreneur Kendra Swalls. Each week, she and her guests share business and marketing tips along with honest conversations around what it means to be a boss babe, balancing a business while raising a family. I love that. And that's something that I'm always looking for. And I know so many of you are probably also working mamas out there. Some of my favorite episodes that I can make sure you guys take a look at if you're in that spot, not just for moms, but there's one in particular for moms that I super love. And that one is episode 57, Mom Boss Systems with Amy Hahn. And another one is episode 54, How to Teach What You Know Online with Brittany McBean. This girl is kicking it. Her music is so much fun. Her new episodes go live every Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you get notified when new episodes go live and check out the Girl Means Business Facebook group for bonus materials and more in-depth conversations. So check her podcast and Facebook group out. And you also want to make sure you hit up her website at www.girlmeansbusiness.com. I'll also link these things and more in the show notes. And I also want to wish you a happy Memorial Day. So I really know it's a different one for all of us this year. And I have actually given you a bonus episode knowing that some of you may be listening to episodes of Enneagram and Marriage with your kids around. And this might be a good time to have them leave just because this is going to be a topic of intimacy or to just throw those earbuds on. Or you can listen to the other bonus episode, which is on memorials, which is on honoring the losses in our lives and just being mindful of even how couples have losses and grief. So check that one out if you're making the food and the salads and the fun stuff with your kids around, or just keep going here and just make sure this is an adults only convo. So as for our facts about sex, most of you are like, Krista, spare me the facts. I've already gone through the embarrassing sex ed. So yes, I won't go into the details of how to have sex. This is on you. But I will tell you some of the facts around couples who engage in sex. And I will let you know that according to Healthline, not everybody is having sex even once a week, which is the recommended amount 
four ultimate, or shall I say, the best chances at happiness. So of course, this has to be broken down per couple because there's going to be some couples listening who say, neither of us really want to very often or others who say, what are you talking about? Two times a day is optimal. But I really want you to know that we've established by now in sex research that one time a week is really the average standard for couples feeling like if they're having it one or more times a week, they're happy with that. And we know that varies. But many couples, what I'm telling you, are not hitting that mark. In fact, it may be as low as 26% that are hitting that mark, but there are conflicting studies. So don't feel like you're not alone if you're not hitting that mark, but don't take me wrong in the fact that you think that's okay if your spouse says, I need it more and you're not having it. I just talked to males this week. In fact, several that I did coaching with that said, you know what? And we were with their wives and they were just saying, I'm not getting it nearly enough. And that's my number one request. And many times we see that that's a male's top love language and a female's as well. Sometimes the intimate or sexual subtype with women have that, but everybody knows there are other benefits. So another fact I wanted to share with you from women's health is that sex can even help improve a headache. Sex can improve your intimate life in terms of just your conversation and your pillow talk at night. Sex can make your immune system better. It can give you better sleep. These are really important things to pay attention to that not only are you blessing your spouse in their top need, if this is a woman listening, but if you are somebody who's really dealing with any kind of physical issue and you tell yourself, I can't have sex because I need to get some sleep or I have a headache or I know that's the classic one, right? Or, you know, my my immunity is down, then remember this. But Always clear it with your spouse if your immunity is down. I also read on the research for this that, you know, from Harvard Healthline that they want to make sure you know if you have COVID, make sure you wait until your symptoms are gone. And it's been no more fever and a couple of weeks and things are clean. So of course, being quarantine time, I want you to know, be safe about your immunity. But in general, it actually is an immunity booster. And I usually go to Smoothie King and get that immunity booster. But reading that, makes me think. So I think that it's important that we realize there are certain facts about sex that we can't ignore or deny. And I think that's what happens a lot. In fact, that's why I was really looking forward to doing this episode because it's so many women that I've talked to over the years that say, I just don't want to have sex. And they just don't understand that that's really part of marriage for a lot of people. That's why it's one of the biggest three issues. And when I say a lot of people, I mean a lot of people. And there's a lot of misconstrued information about what healthy sex is too. In fact, one study shows that men actually feel that sex is more something they have to convince women into. So it can be this bargaining tool and they think this is how it happens and this is the right way. But I'm going to give you guys the tip that the best way to be intimate, to have sex together is for both of you to want it, to not feel coerced and certainly nothing like a marital rape. You want to make sure that you are always both agreeing to consensual sex. And I know you're most of you rolling your eyes now and saying, of course, but some of you are actually feeling a little bit called out and I don't want you to feel any shame if if you're one of those people that sometimes just succumbs when you really feel like 
your partner forced you to, I want you to get the help you need. I really do. So make sure that you connect with me or a counselor in your area or your pastor if you're being sexually taken advantage of because facts are facts. And one of those important facts is, although it may be somebody's favorite way to receive love, it has to be consensual. And sometimes a rape even occurs within a marriage. So I do need to make you mindful of that. But I want to let you know that if you're both consensual and you can get your mind around some of your stumbling blocks about having sex and you can say, wow, the best, happiest couples are having sex at least once a week. I want to be in that number to the saints go marching in kind of thing. Make sure that you understand you're going to be blessed by it. That's how your system was created to function better if you're having sex. And this is the other crazy thing that the women's health article reminded me of, that you're actually more likely to have regular periods if you, yes, I just said that word, if you're actually having sex at least once a week. So make sure you're also recognizing this keeps your cycle active and healthy, and it keeps you guys having, like I said, better pillow talk, more intimacy in other ways, better connections, and less headaches. We all love less headaches. So that's the facts about sex that I wanted to share with you and make sure you're both consensual. But make sure you also understand that as we talk about communicating about sex in your marriage, that you understand it's okay to talk about it. I know we were all scared to death by our parent talks, the birds and the bees. Some of you didn't have them. Some of you learned with a Playboy magazine on the football team. I know some of you learned just because you were curious and you spied on somebody. Some of you were peeping Tom. Some of you learned when you were kids that you're, yeah, like your babysitter next door. And some of you learned because your parents talked to you and had a good talk and it wasn't gross. I tried to do that with my daughters when they both got their cycles. I took them to a place of their choice within reason and they both picked New York City and My four wanted time alone. My nine wanted her four sister with her. And I had time with each of them to invite them into the conversation about what love looks like. I got to talk to them about procreation. I got to talk to them about they were able to get some clear mascara and go to the beauty counters and go see a musical if they wanted to and get low heels. And they could also be strong women who understood they don't have to do any of that if they didn't want to. But these conversations happen in good ways or bad ways. And I remember when I told my four about the experience, she was like, this sounds amazing. I can't wait to get married one day. This is going to be awesome. And my nine was more like, mom, this is so embarrassing. And I know some of you nines are nodding because there's such an innocence about nines. (laughs) She's just like so witty. So that conversation leaves me laughing. But she had such a good perspective too, because we took the time for it. And a lot of us didn't get that. We learned in those fourth and fifth grade classrooms, or for me, I learned much earlier about it. So I really really think it's healing to talk healthily about sex with your partner and make sure that you guys are recognizing. I know it's silly because we started this conversation so weirdly when we were young, or maybe we haven't talked about it in two years or five years or 10 years, but this is a good time and place to start. And one of the places you can start is by asking how often would you like to engage in sex? And they'll give you their honest answer and you guys might laugh together. You might joke, but really, I want you to find the mean there. I want you to find the average between the two of you or 
Somebody wants to have sex once a year. Somebody wants to have sex five times a day. So make sure you remember your bargaining chips there. But I really mean it that you guys need to hear from each other about ideals. And another conversation about that, which we've mentioned on the show before, is make sure you schedule it in if needed. And some of you have written in and said, oh my gosh, just thinking about that makes me sweat. I get that. But it's really important that you understand that the couples who report the happiest sex lives sometimes schedule it in because sometimes it just doesn't happen unless you prioritize it. And that's why we've talked about that on our routines episode. And that's why I'm going to leave you a wonderful freebie this week. So you can wait to the end of the show to hear about that. But it's so good because it gets you talking. And that's the number one thing is making sure you're communicating. I know it's awkward, totally worth it. You're going to find the right day, the right time for this. You're going to answer and ask so many questions, but you're going to do it in a healthy style that fits you. And I also have an even more in-depth version if you want that in my release book for couples, because that's the more in-depth marriage manual. Frankly, if you are looking for a great workbook, you can go ahead and get that at my website, reflectioncc.com too. If you're just like, I just need an entire chapter. We have so much to cover on this. I'd really prefer to do this quietly in our workbooks. Then you can do that. But otherwise, I want you to make sure that you start with these routines, with these open conversations. I want you to make sure you take each other's Enneagram type into play here because I know that the assertive stances are more likely to be angry and demanding about sex and their needs and they need to be less harsh. I had to learn that early on in our marriage and I know that sounds crazy, but I'm a seven. So when things didn't work out the way I wanted them to work out, I'm talking first five years probably of marriage, I got mad at my husband and we've been together for, we're going to hit our 20 year mark soon. I really am embarrassed when I think back on that, but I'm also like, I didn't know. So try not to be too hard on yourself, but it's really nice that I'm nothing like that anymore where I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's important and I know that and we prioritize it, but I would never be mean to my spouse now. And I would at the beginning. I was a youngest child who was used to being able to conjure things up with my charm or my mom's sweetness as a nine and just get my way and probably dating that worked some with my husband too. But after a little while, it just got really sad. And I think that that's important that if you're a three, a seven or an eight, you realize that makes somebody feel bad if you're aggressive and demanding about what you need in the sexual arena. So watch for that. I also want to say that those who are withdrawing, and I hinted at this with nines, but the fives, nines and fours, if you guys are having a place of, I don't want to be with you, I don't feel understood, I don't feel heard, I need my space. I don't want to use energy. Try to remember some of the facts. Five. Fives love their facts. Try to remember what I said, nines. It's so important to talk. You're worth it. You need to be heard. I know it's uncomfortable, but I meet a lot of nines who say they sacrifice their orgasm because they don't want to say anything. They feel uncomfortable. So you can text it out. You can send it in an email. You can talk about it in the dark, but make sure that you do talk about it you guys in the withdrawing types. And for fours, we just know that once we get you moving, you do so well. And I know fours may not struggle with it like others, but I really have to say that to you guys. Make sure you just routine it because for you guys, you may not always feel it first. You may have to let the feelings follow and fake it till you become it. And I'm not talking about an orgasm there. So moving on to the compliant types, I want to let you know that the ones 
the twos and the sixes can have different issues. The six can get wrapped up in their head. They're right in the middle of that headspace. So worry can take over and they can say, I don't feel like releasing into my body. The two can say, I really won't tell if I don't have a good experience sexually or if I'm uncomfortable about being asked to do something I don't want to do. And the one especially, this is really actually diverse. The female ones I've worked with have struggled a lot with sex. And it's probably not a huge surprise to you guys because we know that ones struggle with anger and feeling sexual because they were taught that anger and sex were not always healthy. So it's important that you understand if you're a one that that's not the norm for marriage health to avoid it altogether and to close it out of your life. And that can really, really harm your marriage. I also want to let you know, male ones, I haven't experienced that nearly as much. In fact, with male ones, they usually have a traditional sense of shoulds with their marriage sex. And they know that they've probably been on the basketball team and the hockey team, and they've heard how much should be had. So a lot of the time with ones, you get the sense of, well, we should be having sex. And you have to really work on that is, you know, don't just be compliant to what society says. When is it the right timing for you and your partner? Try to really understand no matter who you are and what type you are, the only thing that matters is this marriage. So when you're talking about sex with other couples, know this, know that they lie sometimes, know that sometimes they're even going to be attracted to you. I've had couples be invited into other couples' sex lives. It never works out. Then I work with them and they're really grieving and usually it goes right for one of them and it doesn't with the other. And it's it tricks them into thinking that that will be good for them as a couple and it never is. So that's something that a few of you have probably dealt with. But overall, I just want to make sure whatever your type that you're not looking to the right or to the left because couples are going to be different and you're going to have some that tell you we have sex five times a day and then you don't know that five years goes by and now they almost never do. So you can't take their word for it. People don't always tell the truth. Sometimes inviting those kinds of conversations in can lead to dark alleys. So try to keep the conversations light with your friends about that topic. Talk to a specialist if you need to and make sure that you guys just talk a lot about it together. So communication is absolutely key. That's why I've got the chapter in my release book. That's why I've also got your freebie today. So that's so important that you communicate around time and all of the other factors, including what you guys really want from your sex life. So I want to give you a few practical tips now. I want to let you know that one of the most important things is to ask those very detailed and particular questions. What time of day do you like having sex? What time of night do you like having sex if you're going to vary it? What time of month? These are things that are really sounding a little bit cliche, but so important because you guys need to understand that there are various times of the lunar cycle that cohere with the women's cycle in her body. And it's really nice for you to be able to understand that sometimes in that middle of the month, the woman's pull for sex is absolutely terrific and she may not need some additional lubricant. But lubricant is another thing that you could use as a tip because lubricant is actually something that generally improves orgasm. And sometimes I talk to a woman with vaginismus, and yes, I learned about this in my sex therapy course in grad school, but sometimes it's just real world that you see women who have pain during sex or dyspareunia or 
there's an erectile dysfunction going on or there's a trauma issue. So sometimes using lubricant can help with this. I also want you to check in about what types of lubricant because you got to make sure that you're going to the bathroom after sex and making sure you're clean. And some ones and sixes and others may say, I need to be clean before sex, whereas others are like, we can have sex three times a day and not even wash. So I'm not going to judge you guys there. I just want to keep you free of bladder infections. Make sure you're clean and clear. That's my six wing talking to you guys. But also make sure that you're saying when are the best times of the day, the week, the month? How can we make sure? Another great question is that this is a safe time to have a sexual relationship right now in our marriage even because maybe somebody just had a baby and your doctor told you not to have any kinds of sex for a good six weeks and one of you isn't really recognizing that you have to remember like this is important you've got to manage your health i know another study tells us that condoms are actually not usually a deterrent to sexual pleasure but within a marriage you can talk about that too and what is our choice for when we have our babies and when we're doing birth control. I know in our marriage, for me to have the three babies vaginally, I felt like that was where I was at. I was done and my husband was done having children too. And he said, you know what? I will get the vasectomy because you've been through a lot. And you know what? There are pros and cons to that. So you need to look into every single possible way of having your children. Some of you are going to say, we're just going to have children naturally the way God has planned for us. Some of you are going to say, I feel God's plan on having just one. So I'm not judging you. I just want you to know, obviously, procreation is one part of sex. So you need to make sure that you look at that and look at it. Sometimes maybe even talking about it first thing in the morning before you guys are feeling as embarrassed might be the time you just say over coffee let's talk about this before the kids are up or email me about this I know it's such a weird topic but I have like five or ten questions for you that I want to ask or text you you don't have to act like it's as embarrassing as it was then it can be but doesn't have to be especially the more you talk about it and I know some of you understand that because some of you are like oh we talk about it all the time but others of you never talk about it so I want to make sure that you guys understand These questions are not optional in a marriage. They make it better. Another very important but basic question you need to be asking each other in your sex life is, how are you most pleasured by me? So many people think that their spouse is having great sex, and we've already heard that in life. I know you've heard this, that women tend to fake orgasms more than men, but men actually fake orgasms too. At least 34% of men, according to Healthline, said they faked an orgasm. So you need to make sure that you talk to both spouses about what you each like and best like in your marriage. And what are you going to do about sex on days when one of you is unavailable? When one says, I'm not in the vibe. I know you really want to be pleasured today. Can we find another way for me to pleasure you or for you to use a sex toy? Thinking about me, that's okay too. It's up to you guys and per your own marriage. Some couples will say, oh, I don't mind at all that my spouse masturbates. Some will say, we really have agreed not to do that. But what's really important, I think there either way, is that you are each the focus of each other's mind if you do choose sex toys or masturbation because it's so important that you really don't invite other third parties into the marriage. I say that from, yes, a religious standpoint that I think marriage is for the two of you, but I also state it from a very practical perspective of having work with couples who are now dealing with with sexual disorders because, wow, they've experienced a lot of different pornography that is not about their spouse. And now it's hard for them to experience the same pleasures at the same level. And who hasn't been exposed to pornography at some point? 
but I think that some are more sensitive to its influence. So you've got to be careful and try to keep things as between the two of you as possible. I also have a one husband who would never share personal details, but has shared with me that on many, many, many occasions, he's worked with people who have come in for sexual disorders and particularly STD scares. Many times married people who are scared to death about an STD that they may have and sometimes do have. And so it's really important that you understand that keeping it for just the two of you is such a top priority and concern. And if one of you travels a lot, to make sure you have great communication and trust about that. And also to make sure that if one of you travels a lot and it's not a good fit for your marriage, that you guys work on an exit plan from that because intimacy is about working together for what will work in this marriage and family because you guys hold an esteemed place in society. Family holds society together. And I think that we can see this during COVID times more than ever because these are people and I'm really glad I've been quarantining with my family. Yes, they're getting on my nerves 24-7 at times, but at other times I'd be like, you know what? Honestly, even if they are getting on my nerves sometimes in that kind of like all day mode where I'm just like, I'm so over this. It's like at the same time, these are my people and that's who I want to quarantine with. And I'm really grateful because we've done our work and we are in this together and we don't have to fear or worry that we're escaping with somebody else for part of our day. We are having the uncomfortable conversations when we need better boundaries and we are making sure that we have a voice in our marriage. So these are the things you have to balance. Like I said, if you were like me in the first five years of marriage, my voice was loud and aggressive at times. And my husband's had periods of times like that too, but we're coming around and you do come around that bend sometimes around the 12 to 13 year mark, but it just depends per couple. Some come around it at 20 years, some come around it at 25, some come around it right away. And you've had these amazing legacies and heritages. So I hope that when you do come around to the health in your intimate life, that when you do have conversations with your friends around it, you can be generous, compassionate, and also sensitive to not oversharing. But the big place to share is, of course, between the two of you, between the sheets. Make sure you guys are talking about what you love, what you don't love, whether you love to have certain scents. Some of us love music. Some of us love certain looks and styles to the bedroom. You can make sure that your bedroom is a place where it's peaceful. And even if you're just shoving everything in the closet, that's a priority. But make sure you follow up if you tell your spouse, I want this special day every week to be our day for sex, no matter what, that you really try. And even if you can't be present fully because maybe you're at the most heavy point of your cycle, maybe you can pleasure each other in different ways or one of you can get pleasure. But the most important things are that you are really trying to meet each other halfway in this because I don't want either of you to say, I never get to have an orgasm or I only occasionally do and my spouse always does. I really want you to take ownership of that and say, what makes me feel good? In a way that some people like to ask each other is non-verbally. Sometimes they say, I want you to tell me what you like. And the other person feels so shy to say it. So a great way for them to do that is to show them with their hands and say, listen to my breathing, listen to where I put your hands, and then you'll know. And also notice when my orgasm comes, when you can tell. Sometimes you can't, but sometimes you can tell when your married partner is orgasming. So it's really important that you let them know, wow, I took note of that and I'm going to try that again. Another way that people really experience sexual pleasure is ironically through exercising first sometimes. So if you're thinking as a four, for instance, I'm not in my body, I don't have that vibe going, try going for a little jog first. Try to do a five-minute pop sugar workout. Yes, I'm talking about pop 
pop sugar workout skin. Sorry, I know I promised I'd delay that conversation after mentioning it so much during our fitness week, but I'm still doing my pop sugar workouts. Sometimes I'm working out with Alexa too. And I was telling a couple about that actually the other night on a session. And it was so funny because we were on Zoom and I was saying that because they wanted to work out for a long time. And I'm like, you can do a few minutes at a time. And I was like, you can just say, hey, Alexa, I want to work out. And it was so funny because their Alexa in their house heard me. (laughs) It's just hilarious. We all cracked up. So I want you to know that you can make sure that if you really need to find your way back to even feeling sexual, you know, ask each other, what could we do preliminarily? Could we use essential oils? Could we have, like I said, those certain scents? Could we exercise? Could we visit our doctors to get the right prescriptions? Because, hey, we do have these issues and life isn't perfect and we are on the other side of Eden. So maybe we just have to remember that and just troubleshoot a little bit. Don't let it stop you, though. Whatever you do, enjoy your sex life. It was given to you for fun and you can see what I'm telling you all of the body benefits to your marriage, all of the psychological benefits to your marriage and family health and intimacy in every possible way. I'm just really happy that we're getting to talk about this because I think it's definitely one of the big three and it's definitely out of communication, finances, and sex, the least talked about in marriage. So it's so important that we're talking about it. So don't forget to grab my freebie of the three big issues in marriage, the big three, and you can find those at enneagramandmarriage.com or reflectionscc.com. I also now want to give you the details of our Summer of Love contest. The first one's going to be starting now and ending Saturday, June 6th. And what you're going to do for entering this contest is leave a podcast review at iTunes and be entered to win. Be sure to let me know you entered because I may not know your screen name because it probably isn't your real name. And then I still won't know how to get a hold of you. So make sure you can email me at enneagramandmarriage at gmail.com or you can DM me in the Instagram group. But I also want to let you know that just as a reminder, what you win is you either win a set of my R&R books or you win a 30-minute feedback session with me where you get to ask me any question and we dialogue it for about it for 30 minutes. Because I know sometimes that's intimidating for people to think, what are we going to do in 30 minutes? But we can get really far in 30 minutes if you've got a question you've emailed me in advance and you can be as detailed as you like. You know I love the research. So check out the freebie and I will look forward to our episode next week. Lots of summer goodies. Have a great Memorial Day if you're listening today and I'll talk to you later. Bye.